Moving Iron Podcast number 169, brought to you by Dawson Tired Will, the premier tired will provider in North America, helping people grow. Today, my guest is a uh, pretty regular guest on here. Might as well just be the Aaron and Casey show, because he's on here about as much as I am. So, Aaron, son, what's up, buddy? Not much. What do you know today? Not nearly enough, my friend. Snowed up here. Shocker. It's January, so what do you expect? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. It's cold. Yeah, got a got a little skiff here in, in Alliance too. So, yep, yeah, it's uh, it's been uh, been we've had this kind of warm streak going on for a while, and then we get a a cold morning, and it feels a lot more cold than what it really is. Right. Yeah. Well, that's like the last couple nights, you know, especially. Well, the last couple nights have done chores, actually all week, with uh, without a coat. Yeah, you know, sure it'll be thirty degrees and a full moon, and hell, it's just badass. But when it actually is winter, it really sucks. Yeah, it does. It tends to really suck. <laughs> and it can't. It can't snow here and be cold without at least a thirty mile an hour wind. So that always helps. Right. Things. Yeah, it always helps things out quite a bit. Yeah, All right, there man. is no snow that falls down it goes sideways. That is that is true. That is true. So here we are. We are ten days into the new year. How's your how's New Year kicking off for you? Good. Good. It has been there has been no let up whatsoever from year end. In fact, I would say it's even maybe a tick busier. There's yeah. a lot of a lot of action going on right now. And it's not one specific category. It's you know a little bit of everything. So, yeah, yeah. It's been a. Uh, it's surprisingly, you know, usually you kind of feel a little bit of a slowdown of some sort in that first week or two of January. But this year's not been that way. It's it's really kind of stayed steady, if not gotten busier. And uh, there's a lot of a lot of irons in the fire, and a lot of uh, guys out kicking tires and sniffing some deals. So. There's a there's plenty of activity going on, which kind of leads me to believe that um, that that mid year uh, January or June July time frame when corn price got got halfway respectable again, um, so folks had some money to burn and they got their their December uh, uh, contracts delivered and and that's what we're seeing this right now is this is this coming on right now and and uh, folks are out taking advantage of some cash they've got and update some equipment. As they all should do routinely. <laughs> right on, right? <laughs> yes, which would bring us into a, a, a conversation about um, probably the one machine that gets uh, bought and sold the most, I think, in, in, in this industry is is just the, the good old tractor, right? So if you yep. uh, step back and take a look at whether it's a four wheel drive tractor or row crop tractor, primarily row crop tractor is probably the most prevalent in that. And followed up by probably loader tractors. Then I would guess nine R's or 
four-wheel drive would probably fall into that that third slot down there. Um, yeah. But uh, I guess as you uh, kind of take a look around, that one, two, three-year-old tractor seems to be a fairly popular rig right now uh, with guys updating from a maybe a tractor they've had that's got five or seven or ten years worth of work on it, and they're trying to uh, go from that five to seven thousand hours down to five hundred or a thousand hours so i guess what are you seeing out there aaron uh with the folks you're talking with on that that one to three year old tractor um that one to three year old especially the one year old has been red hot and you know obviously that is given current ag economy that's close enough to new for a lot of guys that you know they're kind of like piss on it that's that's good enough and it's a lot of savings off of a new one and we'll just go that route and it'll be perfect so that has been that has been you know and we always have such a you know i know for us specifically we always have such a hell of a good selection of one-year-old stuff that that's just kind of the way it is you know we we send we sell that stuff all over the country so it's it's just kind of kind of one of them one of them deals where you know we're, we're in that realm so it happens a lot i would assume it happens everywhere else you know to some level but it's it's definitely the and i would say it's that way way more with that that would be pretty much row crop specific. I know, you know, we, we do a lot of loader tractor business too, and that is very, it's, I shouldn't say very, it's similar and people do, you know, one-year-old stuff there, but that market is, it's a different level of hotness because I don't think the, everybody's after the one-year-old there so much as say three to five right just because you know on the loader tractor side of it i think a lot of those guys are just looking at the functionality of the machine that they're looking for looking for a specific horsepower range with a specific amount of lift capacity and that kind of stuff yep yep so that's you know well plus the loader tractor is the thing and when i say loader tractor i'm talking you know like 140 150 horse loader tractor right regardless of color that is that is like the tractor that bridges the gap for everybody in the country you know it's it's the little auger rig on the big row crop farms and it's the the big tractor for you know like what i would call a super acreage like they're not just an you know a little bigger than an acreage but not a full bore farm probably and then you know you got all the the livestock guys that's that's their bread and butter so and that being the case that's i i think that's why that's more of a three to five deal because they don't really need that hundred hour rig like that they're more after the you know let's get in there about a thousand or so and let it cheapen up a little bit and that's kind of where they're at you know and and a lot of times in ranch country 
they're not trading in a 5,000 hour tractor anyway. It's, it's got five digits. <laughs> 25,000 hours, you know? Yeah, it's, right. It's right. got some hours on it. Yeah. Yeah. That's yep. for sure. That is for sure. So let's step back, take a look at the next range. You know, if you, if you really dive into that, that three year old to five year old tractor, that is a sweet spot for a lot of folks like you just talked about, whether it's real crop or whether it's, uh, you know, four drives or whatever it is. So if you start looking at basically, uh, 2013 to 2016 model, uh, machine, um, well, 2014 to 2016, somewhere in that range, that's when you start really starting to see those, uh, those machines popping up. That's got, the the 1500 hour row crop rig to, you know, 2,500 hour row crop rig, something like that. And that seems to be some guys that are right now, like they have a, a again, 10 year old tractor that might have five, six, seven, 8,000 hours on it. And they're saying, I'd love to have 500 hours, but 2,500 hours is going to work for what I got. So talk about what you see in that, that older kind of sort of first year, tier four engine tractor yeah i've actually had quite a few guys well not quite a few a handful of guys in the last week that have reached out to me to get them a rig exactly like that they're you know they're they're even saying as broad as 1500 to 3500 right you know and there, there's a lot of that there and depending on specs i mean you can have the fifteen hundred hour tractor and a thirty five hundred hour tractor are the exact same price, but there's so much difference in value given specs and whatnot that you know, they and, and that's kinda of where those guys are at. They're saying, you know, I'll look at a eight two thirty five R straight actual power shift, or I'll look at a eight two forty five R ILS IVT, but way more hours but I want the fancy shit and they're, you know, those tractors are almost the same price. So right. there's, there's, there's a lot of that going on in the world right now. And, and it's all, you know, obviously it's all price points driven and, and it becomes guys more and more are looking at it, not just as well, that specific tractor is too expensive or that specific tractor is the one I want. It's dollars, you know, it, it, it's the investment side of it. Dollars for investment. Right. You know, I, I can, yes, I know this tractor's more, but it's still a better buy than that really cheap one because of what it is. Right. Agreed. So, and that's where, you know, a little creativity with marketing and finance and that kind of thing jumps in and away you go. So, yeah. Yep. Absolutely. So the next. I would agree with that too. I mean, so you start taking a look at, at that specific tractor and that's exactly what you're looking for is a guy that wants a, a specific rig on a specific budget. Right. Um, yep. not to say, not to say that, the, that other budgets aren't in place at other places, but there are, um, there's plenty of, uh, opportunity, I guess, for, for the guy that has that really specific budget of I've got, a hundred grand to spend and that's it. I'm not going over it. And I'm not, right. gonna try, I want to, if I can be a hundred thousand or less on my trade difference, then 
I'm making something happen. Otherwise, I'm just going to keep running what I got. And I, I think that's what that, that group has to offer, is what that group of tractors has to offer to that guy is, is that very thing, you know. If you step back and take a look at the next, you know, five to seven-year-old to 10-year-old tractors, that's when you start running into everybody's kind of trading in the same thing that's kind of got the same number of hours on it. That's when you kind of start like the combine deal, you know. That's when you start running into those tractors that have, they all have about five to 7,000 hours on them, 8,000 hours on them. Um, they kind of all have a similar spec because they were kind of bought when everybody had money, you know. And uh, right. so you, start, you start kind of running into the same machine with the same number of hours, and that's where you start hitting that glut of, of machinery. I guess when you start taking oh, yeah. a look at a, like a 10-year-old tractor right now, um, what, I mean, what are you going to – I guess I guess what's your appetite right now for folks like that? You start looking at 2009, 2008, 2010 model tractor. What's, uh, what's the appetite out there for those machines right now? Well, for for those, it's it's fine. Where where the stalemate happens is in the I'm going to say eleven, or I'll say ten to fourteen. That one, you know, year of the 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 lone year of the first eight R, the second generation of eight R with the filter on it and then right. the first year death. Right. That that covers those three models in that stretch. What what there's getting to be a glut of and this is this is the tractor I equate to the twelve, thirteen, fourteen. Funny how that happens, huh? Combines <laughs> with with fifteen to two thousand set. Right. Is those those early eight R's that have 5,000 hours, 6,000 hours, you know. One owner rig's been green-lighted every year, but they just kept running her and running her because, you know, they got that 14, and the day they got that tractor home, corn went down every day for two years and then stayed down, and that's where we're at. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, so there's and there and it's the same thing with the combines, you know. Part part of that is just age, you know. So not all of those are obviously probably less than half are still with the original owner, but it, it's that same scenario, you know. There's just so damn many of them made then, and they're all still out there. They're all getting bought and used, and they're just getting a hell of a lot of hours on them, and they're going to always be there, you know, until there's a big change in the egg economy. So, right. Yeah. No, I, I kind of echo what you just said there, man. It's, it's a, uh, they're just there. That's kind of what they are. You know what I mean? Right. And, they're, they're probably the one spot in the tractor market that I think is that I would label as soft. I'd agree with that. I would agree. With Everything that. else tractor wise is, is pretty good. But when you get those, you get the row crop tractors and that, you know, 
five, I'll even say five to 10 years old and over say 4,000 hours, that is, that's a shitty spot. Yeah. Yeah. You get older than that. Fine. Run with it. Newer than that. Run with it. But it's that little glut. Yeah. That's kind of the shit. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So I think other thing too, so we watched auctions quite a bit and kind of see what's going on there. We read, I've read a couple articles about it and seen some different blog posts and what have you about it. But you start looking at machines like, uh, like an 8400 or um, 8010 series or uh, some of that stuff, that early 2000 stuff, late 90s stuff. And even if you start getting back into the 80s, they are really starting to uh, show, uh, show a trend line there where they are uh, – getting to be quite valuable um, to some extent, I guess. I mean, I think the ones that we've watched that I've watched sell were some anomalies, anomalies as well. You know, they ever, some of those uh, I've seen, uh, I think it was an 8,400 or something like that. that had like 1500 hours on it. You know, of course it's going to bring a bunch of money. Right. It's that right, right. It's that odd, that odd tractor out there that everybody wants to go get because it's you know low houred, but it's you have to worry about the electronics and those kind of things. So, I guess it doesn't really feel like we have a lot of those laying around. That uh, even with five thousand hours on them or six thousand hours on them. So, I guess what's your what's your thought on those and. What do you think? I mean, I think this is kind of a short-lived trend. I think as soon as the market bounces around and people got some money again and they they want to upgrade their stuff, they're gonna they're going to uh, they're gonna look at some five-year-old or newer stuff. I think, um, but maybe I could be wrong too. But I guess, what's your thoughts on that, and where do you see that market going? Yeah, I that's always going to happen, and it's just a one-off thing, you know, like a guy. I said, that's always going to happen. Those are those are one offs and oddballs and that kind of thing. You know, there you'll always have that. It could be twenty years from now, and somebody will unearth another twenty five hundred hour forty four forty, and everybody will lose their mind and pay three times what it was worth new. And that's always going to be there. Right. As far as I, I don't know that you could even trendline that other than the fact that it's if you look at it both ways it it well you could trendline it from way ridiculous to pretty ridiculous i think that's all the that's all the more variance you get you get with that so yeah but that's always going to be there i know you know you you see on social media and stuff guys oh man that's for, I wish they still made 4440s and all this kind of shit as they're driving an 8R, and you're like, no, you don't. <laughs> yeah. You know, you're you're in the smallest 8R, which has 50 more horsepower than that 4430 had, or 4440 had, at three times bigger cab, you know, way right. better ride, all that. Like, no, you don't. <laughs> right. yeah. And I... I saw a guy yesterday. There was a a thread going around about about um, people wanting to get back into older machinery, and 
the one guy said, how did he put that? He said, he, and, and he's a farmer. He's a pretty good sized farmer. He says, he says, farmers, farmers don't want old shit. He says, they'll bitch about anything. <laughs> he goes, that's just what we like to do. You just bitch yeah. about it. <laughs> Yeah. And I thought, well, that's probably as well said as I've seen anybody say it. Right. Now, I have a hard time believing that there's there's this rollback trend idea of, um, you know, we, we have our ISG guys talk about it all the time that all these red lights and buzzers are going off telling you to shut down the machine, but they'll keep, they'll keep pushing just a little bit further, but let the AB line go down and they can't get it reestablished. They'll stop the tractor immediately, and they just right. can't, they can't function without it. So, um, I'm not saying that there aren't people out there that still go out every day and plant the old-fashioned way with markers and those kind of things. But um, I just the way the way tractors ride now, and and your ability to have more efficiencies and those kind of things are. Uh, no, I just I don't see it being a, a big life, a big trend. I think there could be some guys out there that are um, looking to save a buck and, and they're they're maybe having a backup tractor or something like that. That's an older tractor, but it, it, their primary tractor is going to be as as much technology as they can afford, you know, and it's going to be right. the, 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 the latest model they can afford, I guess is what I should say. And it's going to it's the machine that they're going to use day in and day out. Right. Yeah, you know, you look at it from the, the smaller farm perspective or something like that. Me personally, and, I, and I'm and i a fan of, you know, 70s and 80s iron. Everybody knows that. But if I was farming quarter, just a quarter, I would much rather have a 15,000 hour 8300 over a... 9,000 hour, 4955, same horsepower, you know, all that, but God, wouldn't you rather sit in that 8,000, you know, so they, they'd probably be the same money. Than that. I, right. I would, I would rather do that just for comfort and features and shit, you know? Right. Yep. Yep. And I and I know I'm not alone in that thought. Why? Why sit in a sound guard cab when you can sit in an eight thousand? Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly right. That is exactly right. So, so what do you think about on like nine hours, like four wheel drives, those kind of things? Where do you feel like that that sweet spot is on those tracks? Or is it a more feature? Um, than it is yeah here in price yep yep very very feature driven market there's even if you have a smoking deal on a say like a 500 horse mm-hmm. smoking smoking deal but it's standard pump 710s that kind of thing it's going to be a lot harder to move that than a high feature one that's that's maybe priced fairly high so yeah yeah it seems like to me anymore in those four-wheel drives if they didn't have a pto on it it's 
even like even in a weak country where the bareback jack was a was a pretty standard machine out there, just your standard base build machine. Those those PTOs are starting to be a bigger bigger deal. Just trying to utilize the tractor more, grain cart tractor, that kind of stuff. It just seems like the right. PTO is almost a, a key selling. Oh, should almost be like a like a standard option anymore. It feels like. Yep. Yep, that's exactly right. Three point, on the other hand, is depending on where you're at in the world. The three point is a is either a deterrent or a deal breaker. One of the two, depending on where you're at. Yeah, so three point is very very hit or miss. It's either. Oh my God, I can't live without it. Or why in the hell do they even offer that? There's like, and there's like no in between with that. Right. Yeah. You know, if you start looking at those row crop applications where they're using a lot of mounted planters and those kind of things, um, those seem to be a pretty popular deal, but there's just be more and more that are, it's kind of, it depends on where you're at. What on those four wheel drives, where, what's that sweet spot hour range that you're seeing right now that guys are, kind of gravitate towards man yeah kind of i would say it's kind of in that second level of the second level of what we talked about with the row crop tractors that 15 to 15 to 3 and i know that's damn broad range but that's where it seems like you can get the most action. And I I think that is just because when you look at a high-feature four-wheel drive tractor that's under 500 hours, that is an expensive damn tractor, man. Of course, you know, they're, they're all expensive. But their four-wheel drives are not the number one rig on very many farms anywhere in the world. So, you know, guys are more apt to get to write a bigger check for the main tractor, the second tractor than they are their big horse. Right. Yeah. They're every, they're everyday driver type mentality. Right. Yep. 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 There you go. Yep, absolutely. No, that's true. That is true. I'm starting to see. One thing you are seeing with, that I've noticed anyway with three-point PTOs is that they are getting to be more and more. Um, this would probably be on the on the, the large-scale farmer side of it. Uh, they start to get bigger, but uh, the demand for doing away with your typical road crop tractor and, and moving towards that row crop four-wheel drive is starting to, it uh, seems like that's getting to be a bigger deal. Yep. I think there's a podcast about that, as I recall. Yeah. But no, and then that's where, like we were talking about points on four wheel drives. I would not even worry about it over 500 horse back to that original best selling podcast. Yeah. I would not worry about three point over five hundred horse on a wheel tractor. Mm-hmm. But under five hundred horse, it's pretty nice to have. Yeah. I and agree. on on a two track, because we're we are hashtag team two track here. Right. I would put it on every two track. Yeah. 
there's a lot of places in the world where they use that on high horsepower two tracks and there's not very many of them out there and when guys want it and you got it there you go yeah i hear you no it makes perfect sense and that's kind of where we see things gravitate towards so it seems like tracks are getting to be a bigger deal than they were in the past so there's going to be more machines out there that are going to need to have that that spec range that we're looking for especially when it comes to high flow hydraulics so that's going to be yep. a bigger and bigger deal too yep absolutely all right well i feel like we knocked the knocked this one in the head Aaron. if folks want to reach out to you pick your brain see what kind of deals you got cooking what's the best way to do that well, you can call me or text me, whatever you want to do, 308-760-1193, or uh, catch me on the Twitter at Aaron Fintel on there, and a lot of guys do reach out and tell me they listen to the podcast and like what we're doing, and that's pretty badass to hear, so yeah. keep listening, fellas. Yeah, thanks, <laughs> thanks to all of our, for all the listeners out there that, that tune into this uh this thing called Human Iron Podcast. So I appreciate all the listeners we've got. Um, you want to find me, I'm Casey Seymour. You can hit me up on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Moving Iron LLC. Um, also, check out website, movingironllc.com. And uh, it's all the, kind of the latest stuff I got kind of going on out there. I've got a blog post I post every once in a while, different things that are in my, uh, my hollow head. So check that out. Um, also, check out the Global Ag Network. Uh, and, uh, See what they've got going on over there. There's a newsletter you can subscribe to. Catch all the great other podcasters like Dryland Farm Podcast. I'm on there quite a bit with old Brent and Landon. So make sure you check that out. Um, also check out Dawson Tires website. You guys are going to check that out. There's a lot of great information out there about tires and what they, uh, they've kind of, uh, I don't know what's the best way to describe that, Aaron. They're probably what the, uh, they're kind of like the tire nerds, I guess is the best way to put it. They can uh, put all the, all the information you want in there about a tire, and they're going to come back with uh, what you should be running. So check out that website, too, and what they got going on. They've got a lot of wealth of knowledge over there, and uh, we uh, we use them pretty extensively here at 21st. So, Yep, yep. Great, great, great tire knowledge. Yep, good stuff. So, Well, Aaron, you got any last thoughts you want to throw out there before we shut it down? I don't, man. I don't. I hope everybody has a fantastic and well-earning 2020 and hammer down i will uh, i will echo that too best best of luck in 2020 and i guess with that uh till next time i'm casey seymour with aaron fennel let's go move some iron out moving iron in the 21st century